Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Amplify Kombucha. Taste amplified. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Spiritual healer and businesswoman Gaia Chanaya, aka Soul33, is my good friend and therapist and features on the Self Love Club Monthly for our series Love Lessons. This month's episode is another QA. We answer your questions from my Belle Crawford Instagram. Enjoy. All right, Gaia, we're going to do another uh, Q&A this episode of Love Lessons. Thank you so much and welcome back. So good to see you. It's awesome to see you too. I know. So much. We've just been catching up beforehand and it was really lovely. So mm-hmm. now we're going to look through your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, these have come through via my Crawford Instagram. I know Gaia gets a lot of questions too. And it was really cool to hear that people whose questions were answered last episode actually got in touch with you about it. So yeah, that was they nice. did. They were really excited that we yeah. answered their questions. I'm glad we're doing this again. Yeah, really good way to be able to help you out and um, and any questions you may have, you can keep them coming. Now, one that I thought we'd start on, which I think we can all learn from and we have been over the episodes, is what are some of your personal strategies to strengthen your spiritual well-being? How do you look after your spiritual health? Right. So this has taken me a lot of time to actually formulate a strategy that actually works for me because it's taken years for me to get to a point to see how I'm affected by the spiritual work that I do. So for me to actually keep my spiritual well-being, I do have very regular routines. So, you know, a lot of people think that you have to meditate for like hours and hours. You don't. You know, sometimes 10 minutes a day is enough or 15 minutes. You can break that up in five-minute blocks. So I do meditate a lot. um, But you know, with my work, I'm in a state of meditation the whole day long. But now for myself, it's usually like, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. So if you can, you know, have a regular meditation routine in, mm. that's really, really important. Like there's, um, you know, lots of different tracks and things you can use or silent meditation. The other thing that I do also, and we've talked about this before, Belle, where no matter where you are or whoever you're around, you will pick up on other people's energy and feelings. You don't need to be psychic for this. This is just natural energy exchange between people. It's like how when you walk into the room, you're attracted to someone or you can feel bad vibes from someone. Mm -hmm. So I've actually, you know, I keep crystals on hand or I've actually created a spray for myself that I use to sort of wash it away. But usually after I finish work with clients, my first thing is I jump in the shower and literally visualize everyone's energy washing down into the plug hole and going down there. But Spiritual well-being, it is definitely a routine. It is Mm. definitely dedication. It's not something that you can just do once in a while and be like, oh, I'm being spiritual. It's something that you have to do every day. Like we were talking about this before. I gave up drinking a couple of years ago and that 
while it's not necessary to do that, but for me, I listen to my intuition saying, you don't really need to drink, Gaia. And I'm like, okay. And it's something that I don't miss. So I really listened to what mm. my body needed um, to be able to balance my spiritual well-being. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. I mean, the more and more we learn and we talk about spiritual and physical health is very linked. And what feels right in your body, whether it be food or alcohol, different things, it's all very linked in, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I'm sure that question is also about how to increase the intuition yes, and all of that. But yeah. that all comes through meditating you mm. actually have to allow time to do that and sit there in the silence and control your mind to not be thinking about oh yeah I need to answer this email and I need to do this because yeah. that naturally happens it's during those times where I'll be thinking about all the millions of things that I've got to do that day mm. but then you've got to control your mind meditation is actually mind control yeah yeah and I find as well the more you do it it's like exercising a muscle the, the stronger your intuition becomes and yeah. and Recently myself, I've learned I'm able to like pick up on a lot more intuitive information from myself that I probably didn't get before as much. So yeah. it's just the, like you say, the more you're doing it day and day, you can't just, you know, do it now and then. And I, no. I recently had some holistic treatments in London and she was like, you would be meditating every morning like you were and you've stopped. And I was like, okay, because I find nighttime very easy, but morning it's very easy just to get into your day. Yeah. But it's, I think, yeah, just setting aside even five, ten minutes in the morning just yeah. to do your meditation before you do anything else. I've got back into that routine. And I know this is a bit of a woo-woo one to say. Like you can, you can put it under the word prayer or asking for guidance or whatever, but I actually have certain things that I say out to the universe in order to give me what I need for the day or protect me for the day. So you can call it a prayer or whatever you want, but it's generally getting the spiritual needs met mm. by asking for, please show me what it is that I need for the day or what I need to achieve this week or whatever. Yeah. And being open to receiving those answers through signs and symbols and information that you receive intuitively. That sort of answers another question which leads on well is I would like to know how to receive messages and signs from my higher self. How do we do that? It's again, is it through those spiritual practices and, and Absolutely. those yeah. and trusting yourself because, and this is, I, I actually wanted to talk about this with you at some point because your intuition actually starts from your imagination I know that sounds really yeah. weird, but it's like when I have a client with me, like my I clear my mind and my body to be used by my guides to convey messages to my clients. But it actually starts with visualizations of who that person is and trusting that that's actually not your mind making things up about people. It's actually information mm. that you're receiving. But you have to be brave in order to trust that information because that's what we do. We all question ourselves a million times. So as long as you're Asking, and that's why I find asking out loud is really important. You don't have to do this while you're walking down the street or at work, so people are like thinking you're crazy. Mm. But just actually asking the universe, you know, show me what I need to to see or show me what I need to know and looking out for those signs but not in a forced way so you're not going to go you know asking for the sign of a black bird you're not going to go look up a black bird in an encyclopedia and go there's my sign your sign actually needs to be presented to you right in front of you for you to go oh my god that's right I that's what I asked for I asked to show me a black bird if I'm supposed to be doing whatever you know so you always have to ask for the things that you want to see mm. And be open to receiving it and trusting that it's not your imagination. Right. So, yeah, that's a, I need to sort of almost process that myself. 
That's a really interesting one. Because even like when you're reading a book, right, you're not given any visuals. You're imagining what the character looks like. You're imagining how that character feels. And that's what your intuition is and how I work with my clients is like I'm I'm putting myself in that position of my client. And that's why I feel all their feelings. I can see their past life blueprints and what's coming up for them because I'm putting myself into that character. But it starts off with my imagination first and then it goes further than that. Mm. So it's a really interesting concept to try and understand, but um, you do have to take it a step further from your imagination and trust that it's not after that. And you do have to, that shows how how powerful our minds are really, especially like when you visualise something maybe you want in your life or how you want your life to be. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that sometimes I think I've had to learn as well. I'm still learning. It's one of those ongoing journeys through life I think we're always going to have. It's when you know whether a visualization or something you're seeing is actually real or you're imagining it but then it's like maybe it's just that you're imagining it but it's going to become real one day that's right like you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but when Belle and I were catching up before, someone we both knew who was a client of mine came up to us and she looked at me and she said, you told me I was going to have another baby and I didn't really think that was going to happen. But how I visualised that when that person came to me was that I saw her frame and then I started seeing a bump. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that that was my guides telling me she's going to have another baby. So I trusted that visualisation that I was having and knew it wasn't my imagination. So then the message comes out of my mouth so and so you're going to have another baby Mm. so it's like it's like a transforming image that I see like oh okay she's going to have another baby and then this is going to happen it's like the imagination of a story right and then just learning to trust that learning to trust that's the hard yeah I was going to say how do you do that I guess it's over time it is over time that's the hard part so that's why you know you can't go around reading other people unless you know for sure that your intuition's on point because you don't want to be messing up people's lives but I mean but for yourself yourself, like how I guess yeah it's one of those things I think we can all practice together is like yeah knowing if you're imagining things or not, I still, I'm still working that one out. Yeah. I feel like I know deep within me a lot of things that are recently be coming up as well. And I just trust it. Yeah. But sometimes I think over time we look back and we're like, am I, is this like, am I just imagining this? Is this actually going to happen? What's going on? Like you don't, I think it's learning to trust things really, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. And, and you, we know, we, we all know that when we imagine the lifestyle that we want or the partner that we want or whatever, we know the reality of it by the feelings that Mm. that imagination, um, triggers within us like if we imagine ourselves being with Tom Cruise okay well that's really un- highly unlikely that's going to happen right not keen anyway no, no neither am I but <laughs> but if you if you actually have the the visual the visual the mm-hmm. vision and then your feeling associated with that is that is the reality okay and there's no denial space like I always knew I wanted to have a business, didn't know what the heck that was. I always knew I wanted to own my own house, didn't know what the heck. I didn't. I always knew I wanted to travel the world, do my work, didn't know what it was. But mm-hmm. I could see those parts, but I just didn't know what the in between parts were. Right. You know. So it's we we can talk about this again because it does take time to yeah. digest. But it your trusting your signs and things starts with your imagination first. So in order, like for that person who's asked that question. When you ask the universe, show me what signs I need, or even if you're going to be more specific, like show me a blackbird if I'm meant to be doing whatever, go home and write about it and go, this is what I've asked for. And mm. then write during the week, okay, I saw this there. How did it feel? Was it a forced thing or did I feel like 
shit that was actually a sign. Yeah, definitely. I think we should delve into that in a future ep for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess in some ways you've sort of told us a bit, but someone wants to know how you channel past lives in your clients. I wish I had an actual answer for that. I look, everybody has in what not even in the spiritual world, everybody has their own gifts and talents. Like I obviously work with a lot of healers who have clients themselves and everybody has their own forte. For me, it just happens to be my strength is past lives. And I don't actually really know why or how it happens, but Again, it's the imagination thing, but it's also I travel, I allow myself to be moved aside. Gaia, Gaia knows nothing. Gaia is this the human character as you are, Belle. You're mm -hmm. just the human that's come into the world, but your soul is the person that is eternal. The soul is the energy that's eternal. So I allow Gaia to move aside and travel to other realms, basically, that are all working simultaneously with our human life and allow myself I allow myself I trust myself and I allow myself to see the blueprints of past lives for my clients and so I time travel basically even though time is just linear mm -hmm. and everything's happening all at once so while I can and can't answer that question I request for my guides to show me the lives of my clients and then I move myself aside for them to take me on that journey to be able to see them mm. it's a real it's a real element of trust in there of just handing myself over to to other beings to use and I know that sounds freaky but yeah. that essentially is what happens because I've been telling my clients a lot this recently is that when you come to me people think I'm alert but I am not I'm in a very very deep trance state or meditation state that's why at the end of the day I could have seen however many people and I'll forget who I've seen or mm -hmm. most of what I've said unless it's something that really shook Gaia and Gaia was going holy shit what was that you know <laughs> that's when Gaia remembers but otherwise I'm used as a channel but you this is where you've got to be so strong in yourself that you don't get taken advantage of by spirit if you want to call it that or you don't get because you know I do see clients sometimes who are like oh my god you know I've got freaky things spirits and things hanging around whereas they don't come to me because they're like this bitch is not gonna yeah, <laughs> you know I'm not, not gonna mess with I'm you guys gonna, yeah, Off you go. exactly yeah. they know that I'm strong enough yeah. so it's definitely a process of visions visualizations meditations allowing myself to move aside and allow the information to come through me mm. it's allowing allowing the information to come through me I don't sit there and think about it yeah thinking ruins everything exactly just Go with what feels you've got to, right. You've got to do. You've mm. got to go with what feels like. But in the spiritual realm, you are you are used. You are used as a vessel. You're literally to, a channel. Really. You are a channel, and yeah. that's it. But the moment if I start thinking about it, and Gaia starts analyzing it, which Gaia is naturally a thinker. Like I can just sit and think all day and not be stimulated by anything else. But when I do that work, I literally. Whatever comes out doer. of my mouth yeah. is just what comes out of my mouth mm. and I do not think about it or analyse it. How good is this pre-summer weather? We might still be in that awkward phase where it's not quite summer, but it's getting so close. Big fans, right? Over the weekend, I enjoyed some R&R &R time, which included, of course, a cold amplify kombucha. It's pretty fast becoming one of my favourite drinks and I can see myself drinking it all summer. If you're looking for something new to drink, Amplify Kombucha has got 
you covered with a range of delicious flavors, including raspberry lime, ginger lemon, and one of my new faves is passion fruit lemonade. Make sure you're following the Self Love Club and Amplify Kombucha on Instagram and Facebook for your chance to win heaps of Amplify Kombucha this month. This other question we had, which I looked at it before and we we had looked through some, but how do I put boundaries in place and stick to them? And my bluntness, I was like, you just do it. But I know that's hard and it is a hard thing to do. One thing I want to say is that the more you really value yourself and you love yourself and you put in that work to your self-love and self-care, the more you value your time and energy and those you allow around you. And that's where I think boundaries really come into play. Like the more you realize how valuable are, the less you're going to tolerate things that aren't worthy of your time or energy. And that's where boundaries are so important. And they earn you respect. Mm. They earn you respect. So once you actually practice um, adhering to your boundaries, you will see how people will change around you because you are strong enough to put those boundaries in place Mm. anyway. And so it's not an easy thing because that's why I see so many women who end up being a doormat to multiple partners or to their children or whatever because they're not valuing themselves mm-hmm. enough to be like, actually, that's not what I want to do. What about my feelings? What about this is what I will tolerate? You actually need to sit and be like the CEO of your own self. Like, okay, the CEO of Gaia is my higher self. My higher self does not want to be treated like this, this, and this. And actually write it down, like your your rules, your boundaries for yourself, and you stick to it. You have to be strong and stick to it. Because if you can't stick to it, everyone will just be using you mm. in a way that you don't deserve to be used. Yeah, and once you start putting those boundaries in place, people actually like boundaries, they you do. know. It's like children like boundaries and rules, People will then, yeah, you'll notice, I know when I started putting them in place a lot more for myself a few years back in a few different areas, some people reacted really badly because they didn't like that I now like was, you know, and it was like, it wasn't like I even said anything out loud. It was just like on a soul level, but some people don't always like it, do they? No. Whereas others, you'll just notice people treat you a little bit differently or... Once you've made mm. that convicted decision within yourself to write down your boundaries and be like, right, this is what I don't want to be treated mm-hmm. like anymore, this is what I do want to be, and you really believe it and feel it, you will start noticing differences around you of people falling away that can't handle the strong you now, the one that values yourself, and the other ones will come forward, the ones that actually do really respect your time and your value and all of those things that you're deciding to put out into the world you don't even need to tell people your boundaries just you believing it enough in yourself enough is enough for them to change around you Mm. and it's so true what you say when you do have these boundaries you might notice people and or like you're not just it is boundaries but it's all linked in with your um when you're becoming stronger in yourself and you're knowing your worth and your value yeah you do notice people like friends or whoever drop away and it can be a bit confusing at first because you're like, well, nothing went wrong or I didn't do anything wrong and then you're not friends anymore. You might see they've like unfollowed you or not because they don't like this. They don't like seeing you like that. And even in business, like even with clients that I see, obviously I love all of my clients that come and I see heaps of people, Mm. but there are certain clients that I've actually had to say, these are my boundaries and if you're not going to – adhere to that I'm really sorry that you know I'm really sorry that's upset you but this is the commitment that you need to make to me 
to be one of my clients. And if you can't make that, well, maybe someone else would be better for you, mm. you know? And that's okay because by putting your boundaries in place, the people that are meant to be in your life will show themselves and the ones that are not will fall away and yeah. you have to trust that that's the right thing. Totally. I've um, I've learned a lot more about that. And uh, with friends of mine recently who maybe have had people fall away, I'm like, honestly, the way I see it at the moment is like whatever comes into your life is meant to be there and whatever goes, just let it go. Like yeah. it's not meant to be. Mm. And I know that sounds really easy to say and it can be really painful, but I fully believe that just like whatever's leaving, just let it go. It's probably not, it's not meant for you. That's right. And you then, have to believe that. Yeah. But we try and hold on to stuff and be like, oh my God, you know, maybe it, this could rework. If it's all meant to work out, it will find mm. its way back to you in some form or in some way to show yeah. you that it's meant to be that way. But you, but once you've done the exercise of these are my boundaries, you will actually start noticing mm. and, and acting on it internally. You don't need to say anything. No, you don't. Yeah, but it's just an energy shift that naturally occurs when you start believing that this is what I'm worth and this is what my value is. Mm. And also start focusing rather than what you don't have in terms of people or whatever it is, focus right. on what you do have. Oh, of course. Don't worry about what's leaving. But you've got to be strong with your boundaries. Oh, totally. Really important. So important. Um, another question is how do I differentiate between that awful anxious feeling and a true gut feeling? Okay. I often wonder about this at times too. I think sometimes it just becomes... You can get used to it a bit more, but it is hard at times to know what's what. It is hard. And so Gaia, and I've told, said this before, Gaia naturally does not get anxiety unless it's like something for you know to worry me, like a sick parent or something. Mm. But when I do feel it, it's because my guides are showing me that my client feels it. And how I've learned to differentiate between anxiety that's caused by the mind and a gut feeling is that when my guides show it to me in my body, anxiety takes over my chest and takes over my body in a very consuming type of way. It almost feels like an artificial form of adrenaline going through my body to create worry and uncertainty and all of that. Whereas where it's a gut feeling, your body will respond in a different way. Right. You will generally feel it in the gut area, but it will be a very grounding feeling rather than an unstable type of feeling. Because anxiety that's caused by the mind will make you feel unstable. It'll make you question things. But if you can move past that instability, that physical instability that anxiety is causing you, because usually my guides will make me start feeling out of breath and everything. And I'm like, gosh, this person suffers from major anxiety. But when I go past it, I can tell the person whether this is actually a medical thing that your brain is causing, like a chemical imbalance, or this is a, you're, you're actually focusing in on a true feeling that you know that you need to end this relationship, or you do know that you need to change jobs. And generally when I bring that up, they'll be like, yeah, no, I do know. Mm. So it is a hard one to differentiate, yeah. but you need to sort of stop and think like, is my mind causing this anxiety by telling me certain things that are making my body respond this way? Or is it really a gut instinct that's telling me that these are the things that I need to do to move on, to feel better, to set my boundaries, to be happier, whatever it is. They're quite different feelings, but subtle, subtly different. Right. Subtly different. So you, you need to sit with that and know like, you know, your triggers like, oh, gosh, okay, my anxiety is playing up today because what are my triggers, dot, 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 dot. 
this is a different type of knowing. Like for me, when it's a gut knowing, I will actually feel it in my gut, but my third eye starts playing up a lot. Like I can feel it hurting almost. And I know that I'm trying to be shown something that Mm -hmm. I need to see. So it's about just having really good awareness within your body as to what triggers your anxiety, which is usually a mental something that mm. triggers you mentally, but your foundation of that strength of knowing your gut feeling, that's a slightly different feeling. And it's, again, it's one of those things that you just need to continue to practice over time. You do. You need to start differentiating what it is. Mm. You need to differentiate what it is. Yeah. Journal it. Write it down. Hey, um, another question. I think we'll just do a couple more. Sure. But um, there was one which I feel like we could do a whole topic on. But a lot of people were asking about toxic relationships yep. and like if they can ever work or change. Um, Gosh, that's a. It is. I mean, it, it, again, it, it depends on situations, but yes. as a whole, like, oh, toxic relationships. Ugh. I know it's, it seems like you can never get out or get anything better, but you so can. Like, Do you really want to spend your life being drained and unhappy most of the time because you're in a toxic situation? I mean, the word itself, toxic, is showing you that no relationships are easy. If Mm. you've got to walk in the park in a relationship, something's going to happen at some point that's going to be a challenge for you. But the fact that the word toxic is being used, no, you've got to, this is where the boundary thing comes up too. It's like, do I want to spend the rest of my life in this miserable repeated pattern Mm. or do I want to be like, actually I deserve better than this. And if my partner's not going to make any changes and I'm not going to make any changes to improve the situation, then we just walk away. Mm. I know that's hard, but it really depends. Like for me, my freedom and my contentment in life is the most important thing. And so if something doesn't feel good or a client doesn't feel good, I'm going to express that to the client and say, well, maybe I'm not the right person for you or maybe this is not the right project opportunity for me to work on because my gut feeling is kicking in saying, I don't want to do this anymore. So you're, yeah, the toxic relationship overall answer for that is no. Mm, whether it, it be relate like romantic or just like yeah like you say in a work or sense or anything or yeah it's like toxicity is exactly that it is something that needs to be eliminated from your life yeah so I think just let, let it go I, I do too mm. I do too but of course each and every person has a different situation but the fact that that the person who's asked the question has used that word no nah. Yeah, whenever I think of toxic, I think of like nuclear plants, like <laughs> the Simpsons, like, you know, like, yeah. just like, yeah, no, it's just, I think anything like that, it's just let it go. I mean, this life is too short. Yeah, and it's like, you don't, I think sometimes, and I know, because it's scary to leave something that you, it's scary, but you just don't have to spend your life in something that's not good for you or there's so much more for you, you know, like just yeah. let it go and be brave and just be. It's okay. And if we add the spiritual twist onto it, which is what, I, you know, my my job is, is that you're, you're, we are given many tests in life. We're given many tests in life to see what we take for granted, even if we're taking ourselves for granted and what we will accept Mm-hmm. and what we won't accept. And while, you know, it's there's no failing and passing, but for lack of better terms, that, you know, if you keep yourself in situations like that, 
you're not really doing your higher self any good by being in a miserable situation. And because, you know, obviously I believe in reincarnation because that's the work that I do, you will come back carrying the residue and the war wounds of everything that you've experienced to repeat it again in order for you to learn the lesson that you deserve better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You deserve better. Why? Why do you think so minimally of yourself to think that you deserve a toxic relationship whatever the situation is you deserve better my friend so please know your worth and your value and move on mm, you're so right and then the bit by bit it gets easier it and does. you'll be like oh so glad but I'm you've got to that. ride the wave through the shit feelings it mm. does it's not like a you know you can rip the band-aid off but it will still linger the pain pain lingers for a long time if you don't work through it and process it mm, definitely now to wrap up there was um one question which i sort of sent her a nice message back just because i was like oh poor gal but basically she's being with someone um they have to work together mm-hmm. um and she's like how do i do it you know he's he said something to me um, this is really nasty. I never liked you as much as you liked me. Mm. Why do people say those types of things, first of all? Look, I mean, I can only generalise when I answer questions like this, but if this was a male saying it to a female, I, in my experience with the clients that I've seen who have experienced something like that, they will usually say things like that to make sure that you know that there's no hope in hell that we're going to get back together. Mm. Even though it's really hurtful, the spiritual lesson in that is for you to hold your head up high and know that it's actually no reflection of you. Mm. Who cares if he didn't like you the more than what you liked him or whatever it was? How does he even know anyway? He doesn't know how much you liked him. Exactly. So the lesson for you in that is to keep walking into work with your head held Mm. high, knowing that, it just wasn't meant to work out with him. Don't let anybody belittle you like mm. that. From his, from that person's perspective who said that to the to the lady who's asked us this mm-hmm. question, the girl who's asked us this question, it's that, he, you know, they were obviously thinking, I don't want to get back with this person, so what is something mean that What's I can say? What's the worst thing I can say? Yeah, yeah, to make sure that they know that I don't want you anymore. And yeah. unfortunately, people don't know how to do it in a nice way sometimes, but... I think also sometimes we can be in denial thinking that things are going to work at some point. Like I know lots of stories of people holding on to work colleagues where there's no hope in hell that they're going to be together at some point, but still thinking, oh, maybe they'll want me one day. So, so, you know, the the faster that we can see the signs and understand the in-between messages without having to be mean to each other to say them, like it's not going to work out. Go and find someone that really loves you and values you. I'm not at the stage of doing doing it with you right now that's a nicer way to say it. but hold your how he- your head up high mm-hmm. keep walking into work and you show this person look what you've missed out on by mm. just being you not yeah. like oh yeah, i'm gonna f- i'm gonna buy into the oh maybe i'm not good enough that's crap yeah definitely just i think until even if you're not feeling confident just fake it till you make it until you actually feel that Absolutely. way go in there with your head high be very polite and professional yep. be very strong and believe in yourself um, and know that it has nothing to do with your worth. And I know so much of like relationship stuff and breakups can really, really mess. And there's other things too that can mess with your self-worth, but there's nothing wrong with you. It does not mean you are not enough. Like yep. you are so good enough. And yeah, exactly. Like I think sometimes we should see things as a blessing or like a good thing in a way that, um, that you know, it's freeing us from something that's not meant for us. That's you know exactly what I mean? Like right. I know it's hard to see that at the time, but sometimes just be like, 
okay, like I'm just going to trust. It's not meant for me. Let it go. And Mm. yeah, just be strong. And before you know it, it won't be so hard going into a situation like that. The spiritual lesson in it for you is to make sure that you you learn the lesson of value again and worth and knowing that that person has said that to you to ensure that you know that there's no chance, Mm. but that's not a literal reflection of you. Yeah. That's just a reflection of that person not wanting to go further. And that's fine. That's just life. Yeah. But you'll be fine. Takes a long time to work that. I mean, I still, I could think we still get like that, but um, uh, <laughs> like everything can feel very personal. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Guy. Another Q&A. We'll put some more questions out there at some point. But thank you so much for today and spending time with us. Thanks, Belle. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. One thing that really helps is leaving reviews and sharing the self-love club with your friends and on your Instagram stories. It means I can keep doing this uh, and also we can spread the self-love message to others who may really need it. To keep up with the self-love club, find me at Belle Crawford and at self-love club podcast on Instagram. Plus, check out my website, bellecrawford.com for the self-love club resources and blog posts. A big thanks to our audio engineer, Nick Baldwin. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.